0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Gunday Monday, Funday Monday, Gunday edition of The Rundown. My name is Mike P. Waworski. I will be your host today. I come to you live from the East Coast. That's the coast with the most from the host with the most here on The Rundown, where we bring you two-way views of conservative news, except I don't do this program by myself. No, sir, you do not. I will be uh, coming at you from the West Coast
1: the left coast behind the iron curtain otherwise known as the sierras my name is craig deluz coming at you from california and uh once again we're bringing 2a news and conservative views and having a good old time here on fun day Gun Day,
0: monday fun day gunday monday craig let's start off folks give us the uh give us the wrap how did things go at the uh at the california republican assembly convention this weekend
1: Oh my God, it was phenomenal. We had a great time, uh, uh, tons of really good speakers. Um, I gotta tell you, uh, there is a stable of candidates uh, running for office, statewide office and, and uh, congressional and whatnot in California who are some awesome folks. Uh, right. If you get a chance, go over to their website and uh, watch some of the speeches. Uh, I don't know how many of them have a really good chance of winning in California. Uh, but they're definitely—they uh, definitely give a lot of hope to the future of California and, the, and uh, members of the conservative uh, movement in the state of California. That was phenomenal. John Eastman was there; uh, he gave a, a, a great speech on Saturday night. The only thing that I regret was we did not get the Q and A. And I will just say this, Mike—you know what—he right. talked a lot and gave a lot of information and. and I know that I've told you that I needed to see I needed to hear more evidence to truly believe that there was enough uh that there was enough uh, uh election interference uh and fraud right. to constitute uh, basically to say that the election was stolen. Um yep. John Eastman convinced me. I, I got to be honest with you, he convinced me. Oh. Uh, he convinced it you. was just I spend every day with you but he convinced you. another. I, I you didn't convince me, he convinced
0: me. But you were well, right That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying. I'm saying you were. I'm saying right. I, I, I spend every day with reasons, you,
1: but I'm saying you were right.
0: <laughs> what uh, what did he tell you? What was the what was the key, some key points he well, showed
1: you? See, the voting machines had nothing to do with most of the comment, and a lot of what he talked about was Correct. a lot of Correct. the stuff Correct. that that I had talked about was how they went about. In many cases, they went about changing the laws uh unconstitutionally i mean we're talking they weren't supposed you know the legislature's supposed to change the law and they and, and the either the secretary of state did or some yes. election official unelected election official did so there were those yes. there were a number of instances where there were double counts of ballots and things along those yes. lines uh and he brought the numbers in terms of how many ballots it affected and specifically where it affected uh and once again i i still biden would have won the popular vote but in terms of where they once again they didn't have to cheat everywhere they just had to cheat in the places where it would make a difference and right. it sounds like right. what what in essence happened was that that's actually uh, uh what happened now anyway it was very interesting you know he's under major major financial attack I mean, he's being sued right and left um but anyway, this awesome guy, uh, and I appreciate the, all that he's doing to stand up and fight for election integrity. Uh, but he gave a, a phenomenal presentation, and then Larry Elder yeah. on Sunday, uh, once again, phenomenal speaker. Right, right. It was all in all, it was a great event, and I did the uh, I did all of the 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 broadcasting, the simulcasting of it. So it was it was a lot of nice. fun. Very nice.
0: Well, it's finally it's it's good to have you on our team, Craig. So that's, uh, that's <laughs> nice when it comes when it comes to voter fraud. So. Yeah. I got uh, to tell you, if
1: you guys get a chance, just watch that presentation. It's a, it's at the CRAGOP.org. Watch that presentation. If you get a chance to see or hear any of his other stuff, man, it, he, he makes a compelling case and he is not, he's not a crackpot. He is definitely someone who is, uh, who is a solid conservative, who is a, a solid uh, 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 attorney um, with a lot of credibility.
0: I'm sorry. Are you saying I'm a crackpot? I, I, I yeah, you are a crackpot. We we all okay. know this. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just want to be sure I caught the uh, caught the. Compliment. All right, <laughs> well, Look, right so Mike. All they don't, they see, do I... not
1: realize, then they don't. The audience does not realize this. But just before we go on air, Mike takes off his tinfoil hat.
0: Oh, I don't wear a tinfoil hat. Why would you cover up a full head of hair like this? <laughs> I don't wear any hats. Actually, I hate hats anyway Uh, um all right let's uh let's roll on let's see my weekend was uh work 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 uh that was about it i didn't do anything fun this weekend so it was just that was really i'm searching my brain looking over here in it nope nope nope. i worked all weekend so no no fun uh all right it's time to get into some news let's get into some news the news of the week here we go first story up craig you better put that back up i don't remember what order is so you have to, they're uh, donating guns to the Ukraine. Okay, there we go. Now we, now we can go back to uh, individual screens. Uh, you listen, these, uh, these, I don't know, Craig, if you saw this story or not. Um, this was uh, 400 rifles. Uh, they're actually carbine rifles that went to the Ukraine. Uh, this is kind of a cool story. This is uh, right down the road for me. I know these people pretty well. This is Keltec Firearms. Now, before everybody starts uh, going crazy, uh, Kel-tech used to make, uh, meh, meh, uh, kind of guns 20 years ago. Uh, and, and there's still, uh, there's still a bunch of them out there. Um, but in the past 20 years, they've been putting out some top, top products uh, out there on the market. You know, anything from a 22 to a 308, uh, and, and all in between, they make incredible stuff. One of the, uh, one of the carbines they make is a folding carbine uh that you could just about put in like a long backpack uh it fit behind the, the the back seat of your, your truck or uh, under the back seat in the car or something like that it's called the sub 2000 um it takes and there you go you can see one right there it takes uh uh glock mags for the most part you, they make them where they take other magazines as well other styles whether it be uh, the old beretta or the old uh, or the sig mags but for i'd bet you 90 percent of them are made so they take a Glock 17 or Glock 19 mags or any of the extended Glock mags for nine millimeter. Uh, so this lets you put nine millimeters, you know, accurately downrange up to a hundred yards, kind of stuff. Well, they they have a client uh, that's that's out of uh, Odessa there in the Ukraine, and he, you know, frequently bought uh, firearms from them. Uh, you know, this was they they do na- international sales uh, and. Uh, this person had an order for 400 of these rifles which is roughly you know two hundred thousand dollars and which is cheap by the way because these guns go for a couple bucks more than that so they they must have been getting the old bulk discount price and uh all of a sudden when the invasion started they went the, the, the buyer went silent uh they had an order pending they were ready to ship could not get a hold of this this buyer uh and uh but they had all of these they had all of these uh, you know rifles ready to go carbines ready to go well listen and i'm telling you the, the kelgrins that's the, that's the last name of them the, the kelgrins there the ownership group uh, the owners at uh, at uh, keltech uh, sat around and said you know what are we going to do here What do we gonna do here uh, george the, uh, the 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 patriarch of the program, of the uh, company there uh, he is from, from, uh, from Europe he, uh, before he moved to the States. So he's probably got more insight into what's going on over there than you and I do. Craig. And he decided, you know what, uh, I'm sending these carbines, uh, between him and his team, we're sending these carbines to the people's resistance movement there in the Ukraine. They were able to identify him with, uh, uh with some assistance and, uh, they they sent them over and and it's not $2,000 it's as this it says here it's $200,000 well that's worth a 200g 200, 200 grand it says $2,000 worth of rifles right there well
1: it's hard for you it's probably hard for you to see it but it's 200 oh with it's 200g g.
0: i see it it's a g yeah. okay yeah yeah got got gotcha. yeah cuz it's my monitor's a little bit out of my view it was at a glance i took a look at it. i apologize folks uh so 200,000 200 200g so they sent it over and they sent it over they got the the state department uh to approve it and they shipped these rifles now we don't know if they're there or not yet uh but they shipped these rifles over to the 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 leader i guess of the of uh, the the government backed ukrainian government-backed people's resistance movement whatever the proper name for that is so these firearms these carbine rifles have been sent over there to help you know uh, uh kill communists so what well, that's nice. That's well, you nice. know, it,
1: this is what's so neat about it. So it took them four months to get the original, like to the, the to get approval to ship them over to the original buyers. Uh, yes. But it, it literally took them days to get it approved, to be able to just switch who it was going to be going to. Uh, so, yes. you know, that... That's sort of, uh, I mean, they, once again, that they have to deal with stuff not just on our end, but on the other end there in Ukraine as well. So it was nice to see that uh, that that was that that was able to take place, um, and once again, see that you got a company that's willing that's like, look, okay, we're gonna help, we're gonna help people to be able to fight for their own freedom and their own yeah. liberty. And I think that's the sort of assistance that uh, that uh, we here in America ought to be providing is help helping. Once again, whether it's a humanitarian aid or whether it's that sort of uh, uh, military aid, you know, helping people to be able to fight for themselves. And I think it's it's exemplary of of those, in particular, the small businesses that are in the firearms industry. Uh, a lot of people go into it because they believe in liberty and they support liberty. And it's nice to see the the, the actions uh, supporting it as well.
0: Yeah, listen, if you've, never, if you've never held one of these before or had the opportunity to shoot one of these, go, go, go check them out. Listen, here's even more reason to go check them out. And these are very, very basic, you know, the, the way these operate. Um, and like I said, if you've got that Glock magazine, you're already there. So a lot of people that own Glocks will will, will, will get these, so they have that ability to, you know, reach out a little bit further if they needed to uh, in, in, a, in an emergency. So just even more reason to support people like this. You know, this, this is this a great business. Uh, it's a Florida-based business, and they do wonderful things in the community, and now they're doing wonderful things in the world community help fight communism you know i can listen i can't wait to go buy my next keltec and support them killing communists excellent excellent that's a good idea uh keltec thumbs up two two thumbs up uh all right let's roll on craig i uh i saw this and i the only only thing that could have made this story better is if it was the cowboys uh but (laughs) (laughs) because craig's a cowboys fan but even his Cowboys wouldn't do this. I don't think Jerry Jones would do this. Uh, I'm not sure who the ownership group is there up in, the, up in the Broncos. Do you know who the ownership group is for the Broncos? I do not, but I do believe that they are in the process of selling them. Okay. All right, which may be why. You know, because they, they're on the way out. They don't care kind of stuff. Um, the Denver Broncos. Now, Craig, I bring this story up because, you know, this past year, the the, the football had a full season. Uh, you know, they had the shortened COVID nonsense, the no players in the stand uh, last season, uh, and then a couple of two, three seasons before, their ratings were, were, were really, really down when it came to the whole kneeling down on the flag and during the national anthem thing. Uh, it, you know, it seemed like uh, they found any way possible to, uh, to drive fans away. And, and, and listen, they, uh, Roger Goodell there made the same mistakes that uh, 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 Manfred made over the MLB thinking that the, that he was bigger than the league itself uh, and I did not react, uh, you know, allowed this stuff to go on and, and, and fans said, we're done. We're boycotting. And they said, well, 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 the NFL's huge. We don't have to worry about it. And they watched their market value just, just drop. Um Craig, I know at one point I saw that uh, you know looking at the NFL stats, and this is even pre-COVID because we know that's that skewed a bunch of stuff. Um, but you know that their viewership was down as much as fifty percent; that they'd lost that much fan base, um, and and it was it was hurting them. It it, it put a, it put a hurting in the shorts of a lot of people out there uh, with the NFL. Uh, well, you know, I Craig and I saw this story and I thought, well. I guess they haven't learned their lesson about staying out of politics uh, because, I mean, if, if we if we could jump from one controversial issue to another, they just did it. Uh, I, I'm just assuming that the next thing they're going to do is going to have something to do with abortion, you know, uh, we, because, you know, here you go. You got the, the Broncos, you go out there in Denver and they're doing they're sponsoring gun buybacks. All right, Craig, Craig, let's uh, let me get your official uh, position here on gun buybacks and tell the folks what, uh, what's the purpose of the use of gun buybacks? Uh,
1: The purpose of a gun buyback program is to make uh, politicians and anti-gunners. Well, it's to make them feel good. And like they're actually doing something. Uh, It's also a great way to, uh, to uh, how shall we say? Um, It's a great way to dispose of crime guns. Uh, because especially when police yeah. departments do them, they have a no questions asked policy, and we all know that they never ever look into the backgrounds of those guns. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we know that that never, never ever
1: ever ever actually happens. Um, yeah. But the fact is, is that nine times out of ten, the the firearms that are 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 obtained in these in these sorts of things are almost never like real guns that over here I'll, here I'll show you an example see like these are these are those types of firearms that you see here now these are ones that have already been so have been kind of chopped up but you see that they're like old revolvers um, you know not the quote unquote firearms that they claim they want to try and take off the streets um, but what was interesting about this one in particular is they decided that they're going to turn these into garden tools uh, so basically it's you know uh, how shall we say uh, guns for hose? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Kamala was involved in this <laughs> um but Mike the, the fact is is that is that even people every study ever done has said that yeah no these things do absolutely nothing to reduce uh, to reduce violence involving firearms uh, every even advocates who even people who are are part of the anti-gun movement say yeah they really don't do anything to reduce violence uh, uh, to reduce uh, violence involving firearms. Uh, it's not a it's not a tool problem because that's what a firearm is. It's a tool. It's a people problem. And unless you're going yeah. to, you know, I don't know, uh, lock criminals up when they commit crimes, um, let people know that there are consequences for doing bad things, then you're not going to reduce the amount of violence involving firearms. You're not going to do, reduce the amount of violence, period, and you're definitely not going to reduce the amount of violence involving firearms. So that's kind of my take on, yeah. on this. Just, just they, so people the people of Denver
0: know, so the people of Denver know, just so you get some numbers here, rounded out. Um, uh, let's say that the uh, Denver Broncos said that they are the ones that are providing uh, all of the money to buy back these guns. Uh, well, first of all, you can't buy back something that you didn't own in the first place. Um, so you, you know, but let's say they're going to give $100 per gun or $200 per gun or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do you really think that the ownership group of the Broncos is going to take that money out of their pocket and donate it? Uh, no. That's not, it, not how it works. It's going to come out of somewhere, some end, some other line item. You're going to pay more for your tickets. You're going to pay more for hot dogs. You're going to pay more for something along the way here. For every dollar that came out and went towards somebody turning in a gun they found in the garage or a gun that they wanted to get rid of so they could go buy a new gun, by the way. Happens right. all the time. Uh, you know, that, that money's gone. Let's say... Uh, well, the police department was there, right? Well, they had to pay the police department to be there or the police department had to pay for their individuals to be there. If they were volunteering their time, uh, even if they're volunteering their time, you still have to pay for the equipment. You still have to pay for the liability insurance. So guess what? Uh, that's, that's a little bit more out of your tax money that's coming out there in Denver as well.
1: Hey, what are the chances that the police department union
0: would allow them to donate their time? You can't donate your time unless you show up in your civilian clothes. You're using the county equipment or the city equipment to go and the wear and tear on the city equipment while you're there as well. You have to provide for liability insurance in case a truck runs through the crowd and runs the officer over. He has to be covered as if he's on duty. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the officer could take his salary and donate it back, and that would probably be the only way to be called a volunteer service, but there's still costs involved in this, and that's going to come out of the taxpayer's pocket. Right. Let's say, and we've seen this before, so I'll throw them under the bus. Walmart says, well, we'll give you the money you know, to buy back the guns. Again, where do you think that money comes from? All right, That, that money doesn't appear out of thin air, and you can damn sure bet that the uh, the owners are not taking it out of their pocket that's yeah, that doesn't when you, happen. when you see the right? cost of
1: your toilet paper go up you know
0: why yeah so it's costing everybody money it's doing nothing like craig said it's feel good uh you know we got to do something we have to do something craig you know what we used to do at the gun store we'd get those crap guns that would come in and people go oh, i found this in the garage or my grandpa left it to me i want to trade it in and they and they're worth nothing nothing like barn mm-hmm. fines like an old shotgun from the forties that was they made millions of them, um, worth nothing. We'd put them in a large garbage garbage can, stack them up, and wait for the gun buys to come into town. I'd give give those people twenty five dollars for those guns, right? Mm-hmm. And then when the gun buy would come to town, we'd take them out, run them down there, get a 200 dollars a piece for them, and you just log them out as turned over to the police department. So it used to be money-making for us, you know?
1: Well, and then there's also, I, I know I know some FFLs actually go to those shows, and if they, you know, they'll ask people, and they'll take a look at what they got. If they got something that's worth something, they'll yeah. offer them more money than the, than the uh, gun buyback program would have offered
0: them. And, exactly. they, you know, once again, exactly. they walk now, away with
1: more money and a lot of times wind up with a better firearm.
0: Right, right. And now in, in many jurisdictions, they've made that illegal, so you can't do that. Uh, and Craig, if it was really about getting guns off the street, Right. Right, because an FFL gets them, and then you know cleans them, repairs them, and then to, to sell them they must do a background check. Right. Well, hey, it's your background checks we're doing. If background checks work, what's the problem? What's the problem? Oh, you want to get rid of guns altogether? You don't exactly. want just guns to go to people that should. Have, oh, I see. So once again, your agenda is remove all guns all places, not just make sure the right people have the guns. Got exactly. It. Exactly. Got they it. make it once it. again. About the
1: guns, not about the bad people doing bad things. Exactly right. Exactly right.
0: All right, let's roll into some more good news. Uh, Let's talk about some uh, pilots. Pilots, good people. Craig, you know how to tell a pilot across the room? How? Just wait, he'll let you know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So, uh, that's a good, that's a pilot, folks. It's a pilot joke. So, Pilots from JetBlue, uh, it was a JetBlue, Southwest, and American Airlines. Uh, once the 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 mask mandate was extended uh, this past uh, this past weekend, uh, late last week, they said, uh, "Hey, you know what? We're done with this. We're done with this." And they got together from those uh, three different airlines and they sued the federal government. They're fu- they're suing the CDC. Uh, they're suing the TSA. They're suing everybody involved that says they have to wear masks on these airplanes. The, the CDC guidance, Craig said, okay, listen, uh, uh, masks, uh, you are done. We don't have to wear them. Uh, they're not effective. Uh, here's a study after study that says they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're not effective at all. If anything, it, if, uh, it affects health detrimentally. Uh, if you're at the point where you need to wear a mask, uh, then you, you should probably be staying home uh, you know, because they they don't protect as well as you think they do. At least not the masks we're using, Craig. You know, these, hey, look, I made a mask, it's got a it's got a flower on it, it's happy. Wear this. These are not surgical masks that doctors are wearing in hospitals. Where by the way, the hospital room is or the operating room is probably already about ninety nine percent germ free. So we're only asking the mask to do one percent of the work, not a hundred percent of the work in a hospital. Because you hear that all the time, Craig, right? Oh, I wear one in a hospital for six or eight hours, medical staff does. Yeah. That's right, and you also uh, you're you're cleaning it a hundred percent of the time. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the hospital. It's not like going to a Walmart or uh, an airline, you know, or going to an airplane and, and having to wear these masks. The pilots well, you know, Mike, have also one said. Point,
1: one of the points that they make. Go ahead. Oh, I say one of the points they make in in this in this lawsuit is that it encourages mm-hmm. unruly behavior. And I mean, how many incidents, how many news reports do we have to hear about unruly? Uh, passengers or or people getting in fights over once again over masks and mask mandates. um I, I think there's tons of evidence to support the case that they're making. But once again, with this extension, there's a process that you go through, and and one of the things they they say in their lawsuit is they didn't follow that process. There was no public comment. There was nothing. They just did yes. it via yeah. via an edict. um And right. you know, and we're and talking again, about the thirty day extension. Not, we're not to not make sure we're clear on that. Yeah. Why? Why yeah, is sure it? Make sure we're clear you know, that. We're, yeah. Why is an just airplane, so we're clear? We're,
0: we're talking about the thirty-day extension. Yeah. The, the thirty-day 30 extension. extension.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, you so know, go ahead. A, a, a supposedly airplanes they they have these filtration systems now that are supposed to be so so darn good. It's like if that's the case, what's the science behind extending it on airplanes and not everywhere else?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, because it's a it's federally controlled. Right. Because they they it's it's their last place where they can squeeze it and say uh, you're going to do what we say, uh, or or you're going to get spanked. Uh, it, it's it's literally the last place they can do things. I mean, inside of a federal building, inside of anything you know, federally controlled area is is what the last things they have. Uh, and of course, do you do you think TSA wants to give up anything that they have? Do you think that happens? Do you think the FAA FAA's finally got some teeth? They want to give up anything they have? Like you said, Craig, uh, I think there were 2,500 incidents last year. Uh, of, of during during 2021 of uh, uh, these mask uh, uh, violations. Uh, I'm sorry, of 2,500 incidents that were reported for for unruly behavior. And over 75 percent of them were primary cause masks. Right. You know, uh, you, if you look at the secondary, it's probably in there also as well. But like you said this is causing incredible unruly behavior. It's causing health issues for the pilots. Right? It's it's. Ex- Extended, limited oxygen deprivation. Do you really want the person who's flying your plane to be a little sleepy from wearing a mask all day? It's not what you want. The only people in the
1: cockpit are, it's the same people in the cockpit, and they're pretty much, they're tested,
0: right? Uh, It it depends on the airline. Remember, we went through this not too long ago, Mm -hmm. uh, where the pilots were told if they get vaccinated, they will not have to wear the mask, and they got vaccinated, and they said, you still got to wear the mask uh you know just more lies from the cdc uh and it's it's good to see finally somebody from this industry you know standing up and saying you know we're done we're we're fighting this last 30 day edict you got to show us proof unfortunately unless they get some sort of injunction in the next day or two correct this will take months to go through the court so it might yeah. be a moot point but it's good to see that there are people out there willing to fight. So that's well, but, that's, that's but good. the one
1: thing I think it does do is it sets the precedent hopefully for the next time they try this stuff. Yes. Cuz there's going to be a next time. Yes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There will be. Uh what Fauci said this week, right? That he got interviewed uh by old uh, uh George Stuffelupicus interviewed him and said um that if he uh if if this Omicron variant that's out there If it turns bad, we might have to go back and do all this all over again. But everybody needs to continue with their vaccinations and boosters. Mm. So, you know, that's – Fauci had to get back on the TV. He couldn't be off for for too long. Uh, being Sitting back there in irrelevancy land. Dr. Fakie. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's uh, let's move along. Let's move along. Move along. Nothing to see. Move along. Uh, And we're going to talk about racism. Craig, Disney World hates you uh you know they they evidently they have no problems with uh the issues dealing with african-americans this week um it's 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 american indians that they're protecting this week Uh, you know how disney does their their marching bands uh, they bring them in uh from around the around the uh this the country and they get to march up and down main street down there for their parades and they do them during spring break and uh over the summer and uh, and, and then over at New Year's during the, the, uh, the college football season. Uh, well, there's a group out of, uh, out of South Texas uh, that came in from a high school. And the, and the, the high schools are the, uh, I guess they're the Indians, Craig. They're the, the Indians is their nickname. And the cheer team is the Indianettes. Well, I, I guess if you look at, you could just kind of see right there, if you look at that, that, that image on the screen, Craig, their cheer outfits have a little bit of white fringe. On the bottom and a little bit uh, up around the top, so that mm-hmm. white fringe um, is is evidently an a, an homage to the Native American dress. Right. Well, that's it right there. So this is this is as, as offensive as it gets right there. You see those girls. You know, you see what they're looking at. This is all offensiveness in one picture. They're wearing a white fringe on their uniform. Their names are the Indianettes, and they're in the middle of doing the tomahawk chop. Okay, you know, like any Braves stadium, uh, your Braves baseball game, you know, like any FSU Seminole game, they mm-hmm. do the tomahawk chop, right? Well, this is it. Disney went crazy. It's racism. It's racism. It's well, it's absolute racism. What they're uh, saying
1: is during their during their thing, they said scalp them, right? Yes. During their routine. Matter of fact, here, let me play. The, let me play a quick video of it. I pull. I was able to pull down this video. Check it out. <laughs> So in other words saying scalp them indians scalp them" is racist now i i don't know
0: i yeah, listen indians first off did, uh, uh go ahead. if you look at the if you look at the group of girls and you do a little research on the story many of these girls are, are indian in in uh in heritage american right. indian in heritage right so you're, you're you know again this comes back to the story of where people from around the country told uh, they tell the the, uh, the the Atlanta Braves all the time uh, you need to change your mascot uh it's offensive yet the 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 Native American tribes in the Atlanta area say no no we're cool with this this is okay we're partnered right. with them you know it's just it's I'm offended for somebody else well guess what nobody there's offended all right, right. um they take pride in their team. They take pride in their heritage. And if you've ever done any research at all, any research at all, folks, you'll find out that the majority of the Mexican population, the the, the traditional Mexican population, going back to Incas and Aztecs along those days and lines, are blood-related, DNA-related to American Indians in the Southwest, okay? <laughs> so when you got a, a, a major Mexican-Hispanic town in southern Texas uh, – that, that bloodline is the same bloodline as as, as Native Americans I, I mean it's just do a little freaking research first before you get upset on somebody else's behalf all right well it's, and they and went Disney after... Disney of course wow you know just... well I'm sorry and especially are you gonna go
1: Disney is about as woke as, as as I mean they are as woke as anybody as any organization as any corporation they go out of their way to be woke first of all to get mad at Disney behind this I'm like you know what I am mad at Disney for being woke, uh. But to yes. then say, oh well, Disney is racist and hates. I'm like, really, really. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that in the end, in the end, with all of this, man, it's why can we not just look at it and say, okay, you know what? If that bothers me, that bothers me, and that's that's just me. I'll get over it. This is not yeah. racist. It is not. It is literally in my in my opinion they are celebrating a culture it it is part of the diaspora of what is now american right like we said we talked about this we celebrate saint patrick's day we celebrate juneteenth we celebrate uh uh, we celebrate cinco de mayo all of these are all chinese new year all of these are all a part of uh of bringing of a becoming a part of america and i'm sorry we may not always celebrate it the way you'd like to celebrate it we may not always honor it the way you would like to honor it but you know what? The fact that it is becoming mainstream part of our society is, uh, is, is worth recognizing.
0: Yeah, this is, by the way, just so you know, it's, it is national, uh, or not national, it's, it's uh, Women's Month, March is uh, Women's Heritage Month yeah. in, uh, in the United States because I guess we forgot about women the rest of the year. So, I don't know. Yeah, my wife a... won't let me forget. <laughs> sure. Yeah, all year long, right? Yeah. It's, women, it's Women's Month all year long. Yep, <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, so it's just more Disney nonsense. They did their political grandstanding last week. And then, Craig, you know, their brand of woke is so uneducated. They, you know, somebody <laughs> comes to them and says, hey, you know, this is wrong. And they go, okay, it's wrong. And then a week later, they're like, wait, is that really wrong? Well, <laughs> you know, but, just, but by the way, Mike, I'm sorry. You, you notice
1: in this article from The Guardian, they couldn't help but talk about the don't say gay bill. Wait, like it has oh, anything had to do to, with yeah. this, right? Yep. Oh, well, Disney, yep. Disney's already under fire for their response to the don't say gay bill. Well, first of all, yeah. there's, it's, there's nothing in the bill that says don't say gay. Number one, uh, number two, uh, there was no response. Their response was meh. I mean, <laughs> there was, <Yeah. laughs> they're, they're like, we're a corporation. We don't need to comment on every piece of legislation that comes through the, that comes through the, yeah. uh, the state legislature. Yep. Um, so there was
0: no response. Anyway. Disney did it because the large uh, population in their union of the LGBT members, uh, they objected to it afterwards. And Disney felt they had to say something because they had all their employees up in arms, and they didn't want to have a walkout of their uh, of their people. So Disney did this. Eh, can we afford to not give a couple of donations right now, rather than have our people walk out on us during spring break, our busiest time since COVID started? Yeah. I think we should i think we should probably make a statement mm-hmm. so you know uh did you listen they're, they're cowards for having done that and and, right. and and you know but uh you know it's it's it is the backstory of it um uh it's uh you know i guess i guess what are you gonna do right what are you gonna do
1: yeah. well i i think that eventually you need to stand up to you to quote unquote employees and let them know that uh yeah politics don't have a place at the workplace and if you decide that you want to walk out um if you here's the thing if you let your employees hold you hostage then that's exactly what they're going to do so you you have to sacrifice some profits during that time but you know what in the end the next time they the next time they go to think about that well i'm gonna walk out then they're gonna stop and think when they lose their job they're gonna they're gonna think twice about it
0: let me me tell you what's going on here and i don't know if you've got this going on out there i I know we got to get rolling here um uh, a lot of places in Florida—they're all back open again. The COVID's gone, all right. We—it's right. been open for a very long time, but everything's half open. Mm-hmm. Restaurants are half open. I'm sorry, those sections are closed. Uh, stores or cashiers. Or lines are longer because we—we uh, we don't have as much help anymore. So you have to wait longer as a customer because these places still have not filled their employees. Uh, they have not. Re- employees have not come back to work. Uh, they're still funding they're getting from the feds right or they found other ways to make do and they don't need these jobs anymore so if you go to a restaurant and it says sorry we're only half open now you look around and you know what you see pretty much the same amount of employees working there but it's Mm -hmm. like the employees have gotten together and said you know i don't want to work as hard now as i did before so i'm going to say i can only do three tables instead of four and they're gonna have to shut down some sections well guess what um I've stopped going to those. A lot of people I know have stopped going to those. If you if you can't work a little harder, work a couple hours longer, uh, then you don't deserve to be in business. You know, you you, you got hours you're posted. You got to you want to be open. You be open. Uh, we appreciate you coming back and trying to be part of the society again. But if you're going to use this as a as a crutch and an excuse for the rest of existence, I'm not giving you any more of my money. That's all yeah. there is to it.
1: I hear you. I hear you. All right. Uh, oh. Go ahead, take us into the parting shot, Craig. Go ahead. All right, going into the parting shot. Uh, well, <laughs> for those of you who are looking right now and uh, looking at whether it's the economy, whether it's where we stand on the world stage, uh, you know that things were dramatically different uh, a little over a year ago when we had President Donald Trump. Uh, and But hey, you know what? Was it all worth it? Was it worth getting rid of the mean tweets? And that's what the whole point of this one is. Ah, did you get rid of the mean tweets? Yes. And what did it cost you? Everything. Everything. (laughs) And it's funny to watch the Biden administration and Democrats say, none of this, none of this is my fault. None of this is Biden's fault. The fact that there's crime in the streets have gone up, that violent crime has gone up. Uh, The fact that inflation is running rampant, the fact that, you know our our national foreign policy is now a laughingstock of the entire country, and nobody is of nobody is respects or is afraid of the United States. I mean, you you look in in area after area after area, we are worse off than we were under Donald Trump, uh, and yet somehow they don't want to accept the fact that uh, yeah no this is you. And by the way, the people who I blame the most about this are those. Uh, Republicans slash cons- or people who call themselves conservatives who decided that they could not
0: support Donald Trump because he was too mean. Yeah, it's it. you know, listen, that's uh, probably ten percent, right? twenty percent of that vote that went out there. Um, you were offended by mean tweets. You, you listen, we don't even I don't know we, we should call you you know Republicans in name only because you're not anymore. Now that you've voted Democrat, guess what you are? You jackasses in uh, so elephant about. suits. Yeah, that's it. Don't don't ask to come back uh, to, to where we are now. You
1: know, so, All right, Mikey, how about uh, a
0: quick shout out to our sponsors before we go? Let's say hey to our good friends at Gorilla Machining, Grid Defense, and of course, the fine folks over at the California Republican Assembly. Yeah, folks, check them out. Uh, please
1: make sure to visit them, visit their websites. Uh, and if you see something there that you like, if you want to join, if you want to buy some products, please make sure to let them know that the guys over at The Rundown sent you. And remember, like, share, subscribe. Folks, you can watch us on Ops Lens. You can watch us on YouTube. You can watch us on Facebook. You can even just listen to the program wherever you get your podcast. So check us out. Uh, and, you know, check us out, like, share, subscribe, and encourage your friends to do the same. Thanks for joining us.
0: Pass us around. See you on Taco Tuesday.